Welcome everybody to season two of Andy Hears the 80s, our big kickoff event. It is, of course, the month of March, which every year grips our great nation in madness. Uh, we watch those young men and women tre- treading the boards, going hard in the paint. Uh, but this time, a different type of madness has gripped me personally, and I wanted to share that with the rest of you. Uh, a little REM madness, or Mariam madness, if you will. I've decided to uh, kick off this season, which will be each episode going in-depth on specific artists. And one of the ones that we that I uh, you know discovered is one of my favorites uh, from last season was REM. And so I thought I'd do something a little fun to kick off the season where I've put all of REM singles that they've released throughout their entire career into a March Madness style bracket. And I am joined with my co-host, Aaron Keck. How are Hello. you? I'm good. I, I do have a very important question for you, though. Sure. Are you okay? Because you sound really full of the madness. <laughs> I don't know how you're able to contain all of the madness that you're clearly I, feeling right now. From what I've researched <laughs> online, the only cure is to go fill out a bracket and work it to the inevitable to conclusion. Dive even further down mm-hmm. the madness rabbit hole and exactly. just fully embrace the madness. Yeah. The only way out is through the other side. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so oh, well, wait, wait, wait. Are there oh, actually sure. exactly six? Because this is a 64 mm-hmm. song bracket. It, does it just so happen that there are exactly 64 REM singles? They released uh, actually 60 singles, so okay. there were, I had to fill it out a little bit more. They actually technically released 63, but two there were two remixes, and Radio for Europe was released twice as a single. So 60 unique singles were released over their 30-year career. Uh, I filled it in with four additional songs. I plugged in... Ages of You and Pretty Persuasion, which both charted but were never officially released as singles. Uh, Gardening at Night from Chronic Town, just to get Chronic Town represented, and that's what the band considers their first real song that they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also put Sitting Still, which was uh, on Murmur, of course, and was the most played live song that was not released as a single. Interesting. So okay. uh, that's how I filled it out to 64. And then among all those songs, I split them into divisions based generally on what type of song they were. So in order, my my goal mainly was to break them up so that one division wasn't loaded with early or loaded with late REM or something. So each division has their kind of whole career in it. So we've broken them up into four divisions, the pop division, the rock division, the ballad division, and then the wild card division for the, the wildcard division just for I couldn't find any other <laughs> exactly. place. You also have these seated, 1 to 16, and I look at the seedings and I say, okay, I understand roughly that this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Was there a metric for what's a 1 seed, what's a 4 yes. seed, what's an 8 seed? The uh, seeding was determined by their peak chart position on the Billboard charts, uh, ranked from the main U.S. 100 being the, the most important then the U.S. rock charts, U.S. alternative, then any international charts. And if it didn't chart at all, it goes by the number of live plays it received from the band based on uh, the website setlist.fm. Gotcha. Okay, cool. How so, long did it take you to put all this together? This I started working on it probably last summer, just not every day, of course, since then. But I had the idea and saw that 60 singles was pretty close to 64 and was like, well, that that works out pretty well. So then... The longest part was probably just deciding which songs go in which division and right. then 
writing down all of their chart numbers and stuff like that. But, cool. Okay. And then more recently, listening to all 64 of these songs several times. But. Which, yeah, which I did. Which I I appreciate being able to just sit down and listen to the entire catalog because mm-hmm. R.E.M., often cribs from itself and it was a nice reminder of oh this song eventually becomes this Mm -hmm. and this song eventually becomes that yeah and I I went back to and just listened to every album to hear the songs in context of that as well and it it is kind of remarkable how consistent they were as a band you know I think there's very few missteps along the way in this literally 30 year career although we might talk about a couple <laughs> there might be a couple on here but so this is so this podcast is andy hears the 80s but this is rem's just entire oeuvre so this right. is andy hears the 80s 90s and today right? yeah exactly okay, <laughs> but uh so this will be the uh first division the pop division we're going to go through the first uh 16 songs in there uh and also there will be polls for you to vote on uh on the andy hears the 80s twitter feed which mm-hmm. is at andy hears it on twitter uh, every these polls will last for three days, and then you can vote on which ones you think are the best in these divisions. And then throughout the entire month of March, you'll be able to vote uh, throughout the bracket. Our bracket might end up being a little different by the end of yours, but every day in March there will be a poll for you to vote on uh, to see which f- the listeners decide is their favorite uh, REM single. All right, I'm so, following your lead. I don't know if that... <laughs> Without further ado, let's just get right into it. Uh, the pop division. This is obviously, you know, they're more poppy singles and some of their higher charting ones. The very first matchup we're going to go for here is the number one seed in the pop division, Stand, going up against the 16 seed, Talk About the Passion. Stand being the single from Green, released January of 89. Its peak position was number six on the U.S. Top 100. Talk About the Passion did not chart at all, but received 175 live plays from the band from Murmur, 1983. Released as a single November of 83. Awesome. So this is kind of an easy one for me. I don't think Stand is even close to my favorite R.E.M. song, but Talk About the Passion, I think, is a very good song. You're you're 16 over a one. This is the yes, a major upset. All right, Uh, I've got a couple of major upsets, but this is this is not one of them. I'm not a big fan of Stand, but I think it's a, I think it's a solid song. Um, It's not. I've I don't have it going super far in (laughs) my bracket, but I do have it over a, a 16 seed that I think is fine, but not particularly memorable. Oh, really? And maybe maybe stand for me is just repetition uh-huh. breeds familiarity, breeds some sort of uh appreciation for, but I I really like the only thing that I don't like about stand is that the chorus doesn't rhyme when it should. That's always <laughs> been a sticking point for me, but it's catchy, it's uh-huh. fun. It's it's what a pop song should be. It is certainly in as far as catchy pop songs go, it's clear why it's the number one seed. Mm-hmm. But for me, that repetition bred annoyance. <laughs> I, don't yeah. th- I, I have never really liked the song stand. And, and we mentioned even when we heard uh, Murmur last season, you know, I had all of I always knew about R.E.M. because they were on the radio. But I think stand is one of the songs that probably prevented me from digging deeper. Whereas the first time I heard talk about the passion listening to the album was one that I immediately was breaking out the guitar and trying to play along with oh that's right yeah well let's let's listen to talk about the passion okay real quick. Yeah. 
just repeated the same line over and over again. <laughs> like, I got you the first time, Mike. It's okay. I know, but it's it's even just a much better melody than not everything everyone stand-offers, can apparently come up with a second line in the in the in a couplet. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll play a little bit of stand. Let's all see. All right, hang on a second. Already, it's worse. What? <laughs> Come on, calliopes are great. Stand in the place where you live now. Think about direction. Wonder why you have it now. Stand in the place where you were now. Face west. Think about the place where you live. Wonder why you haven't people. If you are confused, check with the sun. Carry a compass to help you and see, there he rhymed sun with a long. That's just genius right there. That <laughs> I think is. that's not a rhyme. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a catchy song. It tells you what to do on the dance floor. Face west, face north. I like it. I think it has nothing on talking <laughs> about the passion. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, I'm going to look at green here. It's not at all a fantastic song um there are several other songs on green that are obviously much better uh i do think it's better than talk about the passion i think it's a better pop song i think it's a catchier pop song i think that's part of what pop is about um but yeah i don't know if you want to go with talk about the passion i'm i will i will cede to you on talk uh, about yeah. the passion because i don't think either this is w- not one of mine where oh man if this loses in the yeah. first round then i'm just completely out of the bracket pool i don't think either will get to the final four but i just strongly prefer talk about the passion <laughs> there, right. there's talk, other ones talk i might about not the passion but, it is yeah Man, we're just like starting it out with the big. <laughs> I know. Upset. I thought that this I only was... have I have a couple of like lower seeds winning, but mm-hmm. uh, my my first round picks. I think I only have one legitimate. Oh wow, that's a surprise choice upset, uh, yeah. and it's not this one. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know what the votes uh, online go for. Yeah, I think one is certainly more popular and recognizable, but yeah. Whereas I had to, when I said, let's hear talk about the passion Mm -hmm. again, that was partly because I had forgotten it, so needed to hear (laughs) it again. Stand is memorable, and that's also part of what a pop song, I think, should be. Yeah, that's fair. For better or worse. Also, there's that fun, like, Uncanny Valley experience of any pop song that gets popular of, oh, it's super popular and everyone likes it, Mm -hmm. and then it gets overplayed, and you start to hate it and get annoyed by it and irritated whenever it appears on the air, and then the nostalgia value kicks in, (laughs) and 20 years from now, you're like, oh, Uh, hey, remember 1990? Uh, Let's listen to those songs again. (laughs) There are definitely a couple in this bracket in general that got way overplayed, but I think still hold up when you kind of can separate yourself from that. Yes, yeah. All right. All right, but moving on to our next matchup, this is the eight and nine seeds going up against each other. Eight is Superman from Life's Rich Pageant, released November 1986. Number nine, Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight from Automatic for the People released as a single February 5th, 1993. Uh, Superman peaked at number 17 on the U.S. rock charts. Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight peaked at 28 on the U.S. rock charts. I was not aware Sidewinder was even a single. Yeah, it's funny. A lot of the, uh, like, from Automatic on, a lot of these albums got, like, four or five singles right, released. Right, right. And Automatic, I think in particular, how many, five, six, I something think six, like that? Yeah. Like a lot of songs off Automatic. Mm-hmm. Also, this is going to be 
I don't know how this is going to be for you, but for mm -hmm. me, uh, it's going to become increasingly clear as we go down this bracket how big of a fan I am of REM based largely on Automatic for the People. Uh -huh. uh, that, to me, is far and away the best album, mm -hmm. and individual songs stand out yeah. in, in a really big way. Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight is not remotely my favorite song on that album mm -hmm. but it's definitely my choice here yeah the it, life search pageant and automatic for the people are two of my top three rem albums in general uh and but superman actually is it might be my least favorite on mm -hmm. uh life search pageant. it's also a cover it's a I mean, cover it's not even their song yeah, yeah. it's uh, one of two songs that mike mills sings in this bracket mm -hmm. which is interesting but yeah, I love Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. That's yeah. a, that is might even be a top 10 REM song in general really? for me. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I say really, but I'm looking at my bracket and I see... <laughs> I mean, whoever wins this is going up against either Stand or Talk About the Passion in the next round, and yeah. we're already, we've already set our piece on both mm -hmm. of those songs, so... Uh, Sidewinder for me is going to go a little ways, so yeah, yeah that's, that's not a surprise, really. Yeah, so I, my vote is definitely for Sidewinder Sidewinder. As well. Okay, that was easy. I'm going to play just a, a couple seconds of Superman just as a farewell. <laughs> it's the last track on Life Search Pageant. This is already worse than the stand. <laughs> Also gets increasingly creepy the further you go into the <laughs> That's lyrics as true. well, which is not a good thing. Yeah. Well, farewell to Superman. Farewell to Superman. Sidewinder sleeps the night advances. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the five seed imitation of life from Reveal, uh, released as a single April thirtieth, two thousand one, uh, peaked at number eighty three on the top one hundred Billboard, going up against number twelve Near Wild Heaven which is from Out of Time, releases a single August 5th, 1991, peaked uh, not on the U.S. charts at all, but number 27 on the U.K. charts. Uh, Near Wild Heaven being the other song that Mike Mills sings in this bracket. Oh, so, awesome. Uh, this one, for me, Imitation of Life, I think is a fantastic song. Mm -hmm. I think that one is also a top 10 REM song, and I'm hoping I don't say that for more than 10 songs on this bracket. But. You are going to say that for like 23 <laughs> songs, I guarantee you that. Imitation of Life is great, and Imitation of Life is one of those songs that I think was done a little bit of a disservice by the fact mm -hmm. that the video for it was so innovative and fascinating to watch like mm -hmm. i remember when this song first came out mm -hmm. and this was still back in the back in my day when mtv <laughs> still played actual dag numb music right. uh but 
back in my day when MTV still played actual techno <laughs> music, that was how I uh, heard songs for the first time in a lot of cases. Uh, and Imitation of Life was one of those, but the video is just so cool. It's this 20-second loop that just keeps going back and forth, and the camera moves around, and it's so... Uh, complicated in the way that they crafted it and it was just such an interesting thing to watch that I never really paid much attention to the song mm. so disconnecting the song from the video and listening to it, it's like yeah this is an excellent song and an excellent late REM song there's yeah. definitely a peak in the late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. and then their later material the really great stuff is a little bit fewer and farer between but this is one yeah yeah this is uh, from Reveal which is their second album after Bill Bear left uh, and is I think one of the best songs from that era that they've ever made I think yeah so near wild heaven I think is fine but I don't I think imitation of life is great I think for sure yeah yeah all right another easy one this is another easy one yeah <laughs> I thought we were gonna disagree on everything after that first one. <laughs> I was worried too but... yeah all right next up the number four seed bittersweet me from new adventures in hi-fi releases a single November of 96 uh, peaked at number 46 on the Billboard Top 100. Uh, going up against Wanderlust, which is from Around the Sun, released as a single July 11, 2005. Peaked, uh, again, only in the UK, reaching number 27 as well. I have a couple little notes written next to a lot of these songs, and for Bittersweet Me and Wanderlust, I have exactly the same note, which is monotonous. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, this is almost a, this is almost a hard matchup in that I, I I don't have any strong feelings towards either one of these yeah, songs. Yeah, right. I can we play let's play Bittersweet Me again yeah. just so so I can remind myself of this song here. Mm -hmm. I move across innocence lost all flesh Across the earth in my new pattern shirt I pass satellite You're so bitter, you're Yeah, that just to me sounds like an REM cover band <laughs> trying to do an original. Yeah, I can hear that. I still think it's better than Wanderlust, though. Yeah, play a little bit of Wanderlust. I think right. Bittersweet Me probably is better. Wanderlust is off one album? That is from Around the Sun. Okay, 
none of those lyrics make any sense. <laughs> I think also... It, those it, are just phrases yeah, thrown together. It suffers from the same thing that probably every song on Around the Sun suffers from, in that they just sound bored, I think. Yeah. yeah. You know. We've talked about this on other... Uh, what was it? Uh, replacements. Uh, mm-hmm. We were talking about this with the replacements, where like they're great stuff from the early and the mid-'80s, and then by the time you get to the later part of the decade... Uh, they just sound like they've got two more albums left to <laughs> record until mm-hmm. their contract's up. Well, I guess we're going into the studio and doing this. Yeah, um, yeah that's what this yeah. sounds like to me. So I think Bittersweet Me Bittersweet takes Bittersweet Me, it. yes. Uh, but I don't think Bittersweet Me is long for this bracket. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. This is good. I, th- I think I think we're going to have the same Sweet 16. <laughs> <laughs> just getting there slightly different we're ways. We're getting there slightly differently. All right. All right, now this is a, a fun matchup in that I think both of these songs are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, number six seed, we have Pop Song 89 from Green, released as a single in May of 1989, peaked at number 86 on the U.S. Top 100. Uh, going up against number 11, Radio Song from Out of Time, released November 4th, 91, uh, peaked at number 48 on the U.S. Rock Charts. Uh, the one note that I have here is... That radio song is basically night swimming, and that to me is a point in its favor. Oh, wow, I think the I lean pop song eighty nine a little bit in that I think radio song, it's kind of a, a exemplary of out of time in general in that it's just all over the place. I think it feels like two or three songs mushed together. In a weird way. Yeah. I think there is part of it that sounds like night swimming, and then there's part of it that sounds not at all like that. Oh, yeah. No, it's the, it's the very beginning yeah. of uh, it's the very beginning of mm-hmm. Radio Song that's just the same riff and yeah. music and chords as night swimming, and then it just goes in a completely uh-huh. different direction. Later on, we're going to get to another song off Out of Time, uh, which is Shiny Happy People, mm-hmm. which there's a good 20 seconds of that that's basically Mad World uh, from Tears for Fears mm-hmm. and also kind of put me off, but that's also a good song. <laughs> so if you're going to take 20 seconds and rip off another yeah. song, okay, good, go for it. <laughs> Just make it a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, let's play a little bit of each of these and we'll, we'll see if uh, All right. see what we think. Here's a radio song first. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Uh, you'll turn to that station. The world is collapsing around our ears. I turned up the radio. first 25 seconds of that is one of the best songs <laughs> they've ever done. All right, Pop Song 89. Both of these are the opening track off mm-hmm. of their respective albums, too. Sorry, I lost myself. 
See, I have radio song because of the first 28 seconds, but you're probably right. Pop song yeah. is better. I think, yeah. Pop song 89, it's a more consistent song. I, I think. think so, yeah. And maybe in keeping with the album that it's on? Yeah. Yeah. Though they both kind of set the right tone, because they, well, but both of these albums are kind of a little... All of, I think the funny thing is, listening back to all the albums, I think you could take half the songs from Green and half the songs from Out of Time and make maybe one of their best albums. Ooh, yeah. But the fact that they both kind of have a couple clunkers on both of them, I think, right, takes right. away a little bit. But. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that I was kind of discovering, because I was listening to a lot of these songs on Spotify, mm-hmm. uh is, you know, you can get a lot of these from their greatest hits compilations that come out Mm -hmm. later on, including, like, oh, these comprehensive double albums, the 45 classic REM songs, Mm -hmm. but they miss some things uh, (laughs) in those ostensibly comprehensive albums, uh, like some really obvious songs (laughs) that totally should be on any REM greatest hits album or just missing from these for some bizarre reason. So I think you're right. I think you can take Green and Out of Time and combine them together and pick like 10 or 12 songs and make a fantastic album. I don't want to trust REM to do it (laughs) because I don't think that their opinions of what their best songs necessarily agree with mine. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, it's it's funny to see to look at some of those track lists and stuff and and even like set lists uh, of their live shows and mm. think like they've they really like that song. Yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. one of my favorites. Why but, on yeah. earth did they like that song? <laughs> and one of the things I have what like from last season after we did Murmur, one of the first things I bought was the the uh, part lies, part truth, part heart, part garbage compilation. That's and, the one that I'm talking about. Yeah, which like, does kind of skip over some big ones. But also what's interesting and why I brought the uh, liner notes with me is they, the band themselves have little notes about every song they did include on here. Which is cool. So as we get further in, if we need to refer to the text, we can see what the band themselves thinks of the songs as That's well. That's good. I love the title of that compilation. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and I, I also appreciate why it is the way that it is, because it really is trying mm-hmm. to be comprehensive, including like 1982 to 2011. That includes 1997 to 2011 right. where if I were doing it maybe there'd be a couple songs mm-hmm. from that period but they made it basically half the album and that was right. that to me is an issue but I can understand why they did that and one thing that they did probably that I do agree with is that unlike like their single releases where all of those later albums got four to five singles released mm-hmm. some of the albums from that time get just one song on yes. here and so maybe I would have chosen a different one song yeah but the fact that they put just one and kind of front-loaded the early stuff. The rough right. equivalent of, like, the Rolling Stones coming out with the Greatest Hits album and saying, well, yeah. I mean, 1980 to 2020 is a 40-year period, <laughs> right. and 1964 to 1970 is only six years, so clearly yeah. there should be five times as many songs from that first period as the second. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't work that way, man. No. Uh, yeah, a career <laughs> retrospective of the Rolling Stones probably doesn't have many of, like, the bigger bang songs on right, it. Right, right. Nor, nor necessarily no. should it, but... All right. So we're going with pop song for that one. So, uh, radio song, right? Are we going with radio song? I'm good with radio song. From Green? Yeah. I think that's the better song. Pop song is from Green. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, the other, that's why yeah. it's a funny matchup, too. Yeah, pop song versus title. radio song. It's very easy to get the yeah, two confused. Pop song yeah. 89. Yep. 
Pop Song 89, a radio song was real close to being a great song and then decided to go off in a different direction 28 <laughs> yeah. seconds in. Lesson learned, uh-huh. don't go off in a different direction. Just make that 28 seconds for like four minutes mm-hmm. and you're good to go. I might like night swimming. This might be a thing later. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> uh, so next matchup, we have our number three seed, Man on the Moon from Automatic for the People, releases a single in November of 1992, peaked at number 30 on the Billboard Top 100 for the U.S., uh, and Mine Smell Like Honey from Collapse Into Now, their final album, releases a single January 2011, peaked at 46 on the U.S. rock charts. Going to have to go ahead and disagree with you on your police work there because it's Get Up. Yes, you're right. Yep. <laughs> Skipped uh, over to the next bracket. Yeah. Yes, Get Up, number 14 seed going up against number 314 is Get Up from Green, releases a single September 89. Get Up did not chart but has 305 live plays recorded. Yeah. None of that matters to me because whatever it is, Man on the Moon is going to win this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get up, I could take or leave. Man yeah. on the Moon is a great song. Yeah. <laughs> it's really... Don't need to even spend any more time and on it. It's not, even, it's not even just that it's an automatic for the people song, and I love that album. Mm-hmm. It's just such a fantastic oh, yeah. song. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is an example of what Michael Stipe has always been trying to achieve and doesn't always but occasionally does with his lyrics Mm -hmm. because i mean i've already been joking about it a little bit like a lot of the times michael stipe writes lyrics that just sound good but Mm -hmm. don't necessarily make any actual sense and there's a lot of that in this song but for whatever reason there's something about these lyrics that click Mm -hmm. and that feel meaningful even if you actually read the lyrics and maybe they're not necessarily, uh-huh. they convey something somehow yeah. that a lot of these other songs don't. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what a great Michael Stipe lyric is. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why Automatic is so great, because mm-hmm. all those songs are so evocative, uh, lyrically and musically, that I think, yep. yeah, it, they're firing on all cylinders at that yeah, point. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I've already written down Man on the Moon. For yeah, no, that's, that's not even a question. Uh, now we get to uh, Mind Smell like Honey, the number 10 seed uh, from Collapse Into Now, uh, and Fall On Me, number 7 from uh, Life Search Pageant, releases a single August of 86, peaked at 94 on the Billboard Top 100. Yeah. For me, uh, Mind Smell Like Honey could be in the rock bracket. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a little bit uh, yeah. half and half there. Fall On Me, I think, is fantastic. I yeah. think it's a great, great song. Yeah, Fall On Me is terrific. I, uh, Mind Smell Like Honey is, is good. I, I, I actually like um, Collapse Into Now a lot. I think that was a really strong album for them to finish with. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, Life Search Pageant is <laughs> one of my favorites of theirs in general. And Fall On Me is one of the reasons why. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, some of these, you know, the grouping is kind of just, they all, there's, they all got to go in somewhere. So Yeah. Well, what's a pop song and what's a rock right. song when you're talking about R.E.M., right? Yeah, yeah. Some of these could go in multiple divisions, exactly. but it's really just a way to sort them. So. Yep. So yeah, Fall On Me takes that one easily. Uh, now the final matchup of the pop division, uh, we have the number two seed, Shiny Happy People from Out of Time, releases a single May of 91, peaked at number 10 on the Billboard Top 100. Going up against uh, Don't Go Back to Rockville from Reckoning, releases a single October 84, did not chart, but has 224 live plays recorded. Mm. Uh, This one feels like it might be a repeat of the first matchup to me, because I'm getting the sense, 
I could be wrong, but I'm getting the sense that you're leaning shiny happy people. I am 100% leaning Rockville, and okay. it's not even close. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> I don't hate shiny happy people as yeah. much as some people, including REM, do. Uh-huh. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's fine. It's not great. And yeah. Rockville's a good song. It's a really good song. Rockville's a great song. Yeah, that's another one that as soon as I, like the more I listen to it, the more I'm breaking out the guitar and playing. Along yes. With it. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, I think Shiny Happy People is okay. I actually like it a little bit better than Stand, which isn't saying much, obviously, but I I don't think it's as bad maybe as it gets the rep for. Right. But. And actually, if you compare Stand with Shiny Happy People, like I think both of those songs are fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely went with Stand over Talk About the Passion because I think Talk About the Passion is forgettable. Uh, I go with Rockville in this case because I do not think Rockville is forgettable. I yeah. think it's a very good song, mm-hmm. and that puts it over Shiny Happy. Yeah, definitely. Now, if this were shiny fur, uh, shiny furry monsters, then that would be a total, <laughs> totally different story. Yeah. Well, that does it for the first round of the pop division. Uh, don't forget, you can go onto our Twitter page at Andy Hears It and make your selections uh, as what you think the best singles are from this round, as well as every other round to come. Uh, but next, uh, in three days from now, you'll hear. If you're listening to it as it comes out, uh, we will go to the rock division and go through the first round of that. Uh, So stay tuned, go online, vote, uh, tell your friends. Uh, If you aren't subscribed already, subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. And we will see you in a few days. Thanks, man. See you next time.